Hello. Hey. Uh, I always love to start a podcast frustrated. (laughs) We're very frustrated with with, uh, how we're doing this. I know. It's going to be a bit of a learning curve still figuring this out. But whatever. Podcast number two. Number two. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what are we calling this one? Uh... And are we going to edit this shit out or are we just going to leave it? I mean, we should just leave it. Just leave it, right? There's, this yeah. is, we have no filtration system anyways. It's just like whatever we come up with. It's Unless like, it was really bad and embarrassing. If it was like really, really bad and embarrassing, then we'd have to edit it. Okay, well, this podcast um, is basically about casual sex and... Uh, you know the, I guess the detriments of of um, of that, or the potential detriment of casual sex. Yeah, includes you know we're going to cover things like soul ties and um, why certain relationships are really hard to leave. As a result, that maybe you find yourself in relationships that you know aren't healthy for you, but you feel like you can't quite shake them, and you're stuck in it. And uh, that's what we're going to cover about why that happens and what you can do about it. Um, a few things behind that. So there's there's a few ways we're going to go. So we're obviously very casual about this. We just kind of shoot off the cuff and just have casual a- about casual sex. That's all we're casual <laughs> about. Just our conversation. Oh boy. So oh boy. Um, do you want to start off? Because it's a big bold sure. freaking topic. Sure. Okay. Hey, AJ um, is ready to shoot the shit. Here we go. Shooting the shit. Oh, man, we're cursing so much, too. Look at us. We're terrible. We're such bad influences. I have a problem <laughs> with that, but I figure, <laughs> you know, I'm 41 years old. That's fine. I am who I am. Exactly. I don't, I don't want to censor myself all the time. Should I? It's just words. It's just words. It's just words. It's fine. Like, one day when we get our radio <laughs> show, then they can say, listen, Marquetta, you won't be able to swear. And I'll say, all right, all right. I'll, I'll we'll, just have to, we'll just have to make it 18 over. That's, or 21, yeah. 21 over. Well, I think most Something of like that probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> all our topics are a little... Are, but you know what? This is a great topic. I'm, let's start with this. This is a great topic that needs to be discussed, not just with grown adults and women and and men this goes for men too but it's a conversation that needs to be had with young teenagers or you know pre-pubescent teenagers when they're starting to talk about you know sex and all that stuff I was boy crazy since I was five I could have I could have had this conversation probably when I was like seven or eight (laughs) yeah I um I wish someone had this conversation and maybe this is where we're gonna start I'm gonna say this I wish someone had told me this stuff when I was growing up. Yeah. I was always a very deep, intuitive, sensitive um, person. And I never took love or sex casually. It's just not who I am. And again, I don't judge it. I'm not, you know, whatever. It's to each their own, but everybody's different. And I think it's not a bad conversation to have with kids about you know what you have an option to wait Mm -hmm. and here's why that was never presented to me and I don't think a lot of parents think to say that to their kids because they just assume they're gonna be 
having sex before marriage. They assume that they're going to be maybe experimenting because that's what people do. That's what we do. Now, everybody thinks it's kind of crazy. Like, oh, would you have really waited? You know, would you have to? And, I, mm-hmm. and it's not that I didn't wait. Like, this is, this is, the, I'm not going to go very deep in my personal life. You know, I did, I did wait until I was in a serious relationship and I was in mm-hmm. love. But I was not ready for everything that came with that. And mm-hmm. I think most people are losing their virginity as teenagers. And they think they're ready because, you know, you're like, well, look at me. I've got practically have a woman's body and I'm in love and I'm in a relationship and this is the person I want to lose it to. But it's where most of us are not ready at that age when, especially when the relationship is maybe not healthy and it's dysfunctional and you're left with so many emotions and feelings to deal with. Mm. Um, And I think that would have been a really great conversation to have to, to, for someone to have said to me, you know, sex is really serious and it's, it's never mind just, you know, obviously getting pregnant and practicing safe sex, but no one talks about the glue of sexual connections and the spiritual connection that happens between two people, whether or not you're spiritual and you believe in it, it does happen. This is the most intimate act you can do with somebody and you are exchanging energy and you're exchanging so many things with this person on such a deep level and it ties you to somebody and you know it's it's very that's very intense and most of us are not ready for the repercussions that happen when the relationship becomes unhealthy or the relationship isn't good for you and I can say whether or not you're a teenager in your first relationship or a grown-ass woman in a relationship where you're like, I'm crazy for this person. And it's, you know, we have A, B, and C, but there's some, you know, I know it's not good for me and I, and I want to leave. But sometimes that connection with that person keeps drawing you back and you're wondering why you can't leave. And that's where we're going to get into the po- point of, um, you know, that energy exchange and soul ties and, and what that does, what, can, what that does to people and what it can do. Exactly. Kind of my start. So if you want to kind of put in your two cents about that. Yeah, I I just think that a lot of people don't have these discussions from an early age, which I think is really important. Looking back on my own life, I really wish that there was like more of a discussion about what it means. You know, like we all know what sex is in the sense where it's something that is sensual and that it can be enjoyable. And it's something that you do once you reach a certain age or you're in your first relationship. You know, it, what's interesting, though, when you say what it means, what yeah. I find is most people don't discuss what sex means emotionally. We know that it's something you do to connect with a human be- being. We know it's something you do to be intimate with someone, something you do because you enjoy the pleasure. And that's of- important. That's important, of too. Yeah. I mean, but that's the kind of mechanics Nobody Mm. discusses the emotional toll and ties. And when, you know, when you're sleeping with somebody, I don't care how casual you make it or you say it is, it's always deeper than you're willing to admit to yourself. Always. Of course. I think everyone can say that, you know, obviously we've had, we've had some people comment on the, you know, we've, we put a post on my Facebook page and asking what people thought about it. And, And, you know, I've had discussions with people who said, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with casual sex and they're able to do it. And um, if it's two consenting adults who know exactly that's what it is, I think some people are more more able to do it than others, possibly. Um, 
but it's still, I think it still has a repercussion on it. I think it, I think it depends on their emotional makeup and what point they're at in their life as far as what their, their ability to, to give and receive love. And I think a lot of sex and casual sex or someone wanting to go down that route of having casual sex is someone maybe that is, uh, you know, they're, they're just thinking about the sensual side of what sex is, you know, the pleasure they're thinking about, uh, you know, they're not thinking about something long-term with someone. They're not thinking about building with someone and perhaps they're coming from a space of, not well, just feeling to, just... deserving of something more either because I think that uh you know when I've spoken to friends or sometimes my own situations when relationships began on a more sexual footing um there there was this sense of still me not being in my own sense of worth and in, in my own sense of feeling deserving of something more from someone and and, and that realization doesn't even come till maybe like afterwards when you create a relationship with someone. Right. And, and I think, you know, obviously there is a lot of people who will say, well, I'm just craving the, the act itself, the physical connection. Yeah. Let's face yeah. it. People are fucking horny, you know, like, like come on. <laughs> who that's, isn't? Come well, on. that's the bottom line, right? <laughs> Everybody's fucking horny. Everybody wants to get laid. That's what it is. However. Yeah. I find True. that when you are completely disconnected with yourself, sex is not a big deal. When you are connected with yourself, sex becomes a big deal. That's because they're, they're more spirit. If you have more, more of a spiritual practice or, or way of looking at life, then yeah, for sure. But see, I also wonder though, if it has to be spiritual, like, I don't know if I ever, I never realized it was spiritual to me mm. until I became, like, until recently, probably these past few years where I was like, you know what, this is a spiritual connection for me. It is sacred for me. But I never knew that yet. I was always that kind of person who put a lot of emotion into that. If I wasn't in love with that person, I, I didn't want to. Well, well, women are also built differently. And, and I know it's, it's kind of silly to say, cause there are a lot of men too, that can't do the casual sex thing. I think cause they're more in touch with themselves, but for women, especially we're not, most are not made to receive lots of different men into our womb and into our space and and create that sort of energetic tie to somebody and then have them leave you know because we felt like oh okay uh I thought you loved me I thought we were in in a in a commitment I thought that this was kind of like a binding and and a way to show our love for one another so when a person is in a relationship that doesn't work out and they did have sex, a lot of times people will be devastated. Women will be devastated. And then when a woman has casual sex, you know, because she's living somewhere where a lot of other people do it or she sees her friends doing it. And there comes a point where you realize that you, there's like an emptiness, you know, what, there's nothing being sustained, you know, there's, there's no growth there. For sure. And I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people, women more so I think find their self-worth in someone else so it's like I really like him and you know I will you know give him that part so it connects us but it's not connecting it's not a connection it's it's kind of a false connection but that's but that's like we said that's a false connection because if you're if you are just saying okay here have my body without even the man proving that he really wants to be with you or that he loves you, 
um, on and like, as a person, as a whole being, then that is when, when as a woman, you feel degraded. And we, we don't, most women don't want that. We, we, we're, and when a woman does give her body away quickly to a man, it's because she's hoping in return for his love anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can say from just, you know, personal experiences with people I do know who are open and I'm not saying this is all people. So I'm sure there's some people who are going to say that's not true. I'm just a sexual person and I don't care. And we're all sexual know. beings. Yeah. But there's going to yeah. be people who are going to have a very different. You and I for are sure. quite rare on our, on our idea. So we have to yeah. be open to the fact that obviously there are people out there who just don't give a shit and are very open, open and okay with doing it and they're not sitting there feeling dirty at the end of the day they're just like you know what this is what it is I'm able to do this I have no qualms about it and all the power to those people I think if you're able to do it and detach uh, you know mentally emotionally from it and it's it's not affecting you okay but they I might think- they might not want to be pair bonded or have a part or a long-term partnership in their lifetime sure sure so and- maybe that's why Absolutely. And I think that's the, that's the other thing where you got to look at what are you trying to receive? And there are people who don't want that. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. got, I've got people in my circle who would prefer to, they're not looking for, to get married. They're not looking for a full blown commitment, but they don't mind the physical aspect because they're just busy. They're doing their careers. They're doing their, their, they don't have the energy to invest in a full blown relationship. So for them, it's okay. However, I always find that for the most part, even when they say they're not attached and there's no feelings, it always creeps up. It always Every- creeps up. Come on. We could lie to ourselves forever. You could always, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of silly, you know, oh, I'm just going to hang out with this, with this guy and we're just going to have a casual relationship and, you know, your friends and all of a sudden, you know, they'll, they'll sleep with the man, act like they're okay. But then what do you get? You get a phone call, right? A few months later from them crying to you Yeah. about it. It's like yeah, the same or, situation. Or- or they convince themselves they don't really care. It's not a big deal. But yet they keep going back for, for fucking, you know, crumbs. And it's, I'm crumbs. Like, it's, the crumb, it's, it's crumbs. It's the crumb. It's the crumb mentality, which like so many women have nowadays. And this is what I don't spoken do crumbs. I have a big first podcast. I have a big appetite. appetite. I need fucking the whole loaf. Like, don't give me you crumbs. <laughs> Girl, you're, I don't even know. Um, no, no, seriously. I feel the same way. I I think that a lot of people will throw you crumbs because let's face it, most people don't want to do the work. It's, it's a lot like, of work. Do I look like a person who just eats crumbs? Yes, no. you do. No, you no. don't. No. I, do I, I look like a person like, eats crumbs? I do not. I do not. No, I don't. I I give more than crumbs. I expect more than crumbs. But here's the thing, too. It depends on what you're looking for, and I think some people really are very kind of, you know, one-dimensional with it. And they said, this, I just want it to be physical, no strings attached. Okay. Then there's other people who are looking for, for love, who are looking for commitment. And that becomes a whole mind-body-spirit connection. When you are in touch with that and you mm-hmm. know what it is that you want, what it is that you're seeking, then it is impossible for it to be casual. And it's detrimental to try to make a casual connection when you yourself are very aware that you are not just a casual person, you're, you're spiritual and you're trying to bond something greater. Um, and I think the point, I think a major point that, um, which, which I really want to discuss is, is how I think most people start out looking for love, you know, the younger years mm-hmm. and what they do is they get tied up in the, the sex right away, the casual sex. And that, like we said, it binds them to someone and then, and then they kind of take that as their template into further in their life, into their next relationship. So then they keep 
saying, okay, well, I just got burned by this person, this person, and maybe all I can expect is a sexual relationship. So that's why it's, it's so. Yeah. They almost, do you think it's almost like a lowering of expectations? Well, I can't really get the full package. So I'll just take this. Yeah. This is uh, better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's easier to stay in that space of having low expectations of people because you won't get disappointed. And, and it's harder to find someone on that same path and level as you where they actually want to have like a deeper mind, body, spirit connection. And that takes waiting, having patience um, for love or for your sexuality to be expressed. It takes a lot of um, uh, discipline. You know, it's not, it's not an easy thing to practice. It's much easier going out there and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to go just be with this person because, you know, I want to have like a few month thing and we can just use each other. And then like, I'll move on to the next person. And someone in that situation probably will get hurt, you know, whether it's the man or the woman, because someone was hoping for more. There is always one of the parties. For oh, sure. sure. And that's the thing. You can start off casual, mm-hmm. but like you said, there's always somebody who's all of a sudden like, oh shit, I fell in love didn't plan that one and then somebody's going a little psycho over it and (laughs) you know it's just it becomes messy it's complicated sex complicates things and you know there's there's repercussions to it it's it's not you can say you can have casual sex you can say that you don't really need it to be a deep commitment but somewhere along the line something happens and I had this conversation Um, not that long ago, um, I've got, you know, some single people in my circle and some are not looking for a deep relationship because they're not ready for it for, for many different reasons. And I won't go into details obviously, because you know, the privacy of people in my life, but, um, the problem that I find is when they tell themselves, it's just going to be casual. And even if they are absolutely okay with it being casual and they're switched on and they're their emotions are not being open to this person. I always say everything comes at a cost. And I said, be mm-hmm. mindful because you don't know who you're bringing in. So you meet somebody, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're finding these people on Tinder and you're like, okay, you know what? We, we've talked about it. It's just casual. We're not in a relationship. Before you know it, the, the friggin' person's like stalking you. They, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, no, and it's, I've had and, that for sure. Like you're in a casual think, situation or starting a relationship and the person like you know you get like a weird situation going on and I and I and I kind of you know I'm very blunt about stuff and I say you know nothing's for free nothing's for free when you are giving that to somebody yeah somebody's getting attached and then that person feels like you owe them anyway Mm -hmm. and that happened recently to a friend of mine and this person that they were with it was supposed to be casual and then they couldn't handle that it wasn't going to be more. And they started putting pressure on and, and going a little crazy, like going crazy. And, you know, obviously so, then she gets to a point where she's like, holy fuck, you know, he's freaking me out. And I said, well, what do you expect? You don't know this person from a bar of soap. And then you allow him into the most private aspect of your life, which is yourself, your sexuality, your body. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, he's going to attach himself to you. He's got these tethers attached to you. He's got feelings forming. And now you're saying, I don't want you. Is it feelings or is or does he just want the sex? Cause she's because she's having well, sleeping with him without any sort of real attachment. Know, it, so it, people it, either get attached to you as a person because they actually love you, or they get attached to the sex of you. 
Well, then here's the, but here's my point. The next point, the line becomes blurry for people. Yeah. He can say, I really care about you. I really love you. Like you don't love her. You don't fucking know her, dude. You just. Exactly. What you, what, how her. long do they know each other? Like a few not, weeks? Well, not very, well, not very long. Absolutely. Yeah. A few weeks. And then the guy's like, feels he's being used. And, and it's, it's interesting. It's not just women who feel used. Men feel used in this situation. For sure. And someone always becomes a little kind of, you know, cra- and, and obviously, I gotta say, obviously not in all cases. I feel like I always have to put that out there before someone like says, no, that's not true. Like it works for me. Okay. I, I'm sure there's cases that it works for. And I'm, again, this isn't about being anti, this is a, but this is a viewpoint of that. You have to be aware that that's not always going to be the case. And when you're having, you know, sex with people, sex is powerful. It is incredibly powerful. And, you know, you can make people literally lose their fucking mind. And you can make babies. Of course. But that's a pop it out. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other thing, though. Like, obviously, you know, people understand I can get pregnant. I can catch an STD. So these people are like on birth control and they're using, you know, condoms. But apart from that, people get attached to a point where it can become dysfunctional. And I have experienced that myself where I just thought to myself, if the intimacy wasn't there, it would have been far easier to have left each other. Yeah. And I knew that maybe certain relationships were not for me, but yet I felt glued to these people. And I was just like, my God, like, why can't I shake this person? Why is this person like still on my case? And it's because, you know, that's the soul ties, right? It's a soul tie. It's a soul tie. It is. It is a soul tie. Do you want to explain what a soul tie is to people who have no idea? Yeah, I could, I could get a little bit into this. So when you, when a man and a woman come together, you know, it's, it's consecration, you know, you're consecrating an act, you know, the, the, the masculine and the feminine. So when you guys have sex with each other and you sleep together, um, basically, you know, you're forming that energy together and it, it just, it creates an energetic bond with one another, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a sense where that, that is something that's supposed to be sacred and in, in, in a space of, in my opinion, uh, commitment. And so when you have that glue put together and then that person leaves your life, it's like, you have to, un, you know, you have to untie that in a sense, you have to, you know, that person's gone. Now you have to do all of this work within yourself to release them because you just did one of the most sacred and intimate acts with somebody. Right. Which didn't even, which in some cases didn't even love you. You know, some of the, some of the times they just wanted that, that part of you, which, and then, and sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And then, and then, so, so you are tied to that person now in a sense. And that's why it's not healthy to be going around doing that with so many different people because then you're going to you're going to create all of these sort of energies to all these different people in, in your life. And you do have a connection with them once you sleep with them. Well, that it, like, so I, I only learned about soul ties, you know, these past couple of years. And I really had to kind of do the work because I had noticed in my own life that there was certain people that were really hard to shake and I really mm-hmm. wanted to shake them. And I was just like, I'm like, you know, and I know friends who go through this too, where they're like, I know he's wrong for me, but I just can't get rid of him. 
or so, you know a guy will say she's toxic but why can't I stop thinking about it's it? it's it's also by uh you know if we're gonna have a scientific standpoint you know a lot of hormones get released when you have sex sure dopamine you sure. know all those things and we can talk about that after but I still want to kind of like focus a little bit on the soul ties because this was yeah. this was a game changer for me it was mm-hmm. a game changer because I knew that certain relationship was no longer working for me and I wanted out and I felt that I couldn't quite leave it. And I, I, it was, it was very strange to the point where I thought, I feel like I'm going nuts here. And then I somehow came across soul ties because I heard about cord cutting and cord cutting is the ability um, to detach these cords from people. So when you, you can have soul ties, right? You can cord cut people that you have interactions with it doesn't always have to be sexual but when no. it's sexual it's it's much deeper and Very deep, so yeah. these cord cuttings is literally like they're kind of meditations you can google it if you're interested in finding out how to remove the cord the cords of our or the soul ties with people and so i started looking into the cord cutting and then i came across soul ties and i was like wow this is this and i'm not a religious person but it's biblical it's in the bible yep. that basically man and woman um, you know, are glued together by the act of sex. Yeah. So literally when you are sleeping with someone, you are exchanging energy. You are glued together to basically create a bond that isn't meant to be broken. So when you find yourself in a relationship with people that you're trying to leave and you can't welcome to the bond that was created to keep man and wife together. So to create, idea, to create, to create together, to create and to stay together. So the yeah. idea wasn't like, let's sleep with everyone. The idea is like, <laughs> I'm going to find my person and I'm yeah. going to bond and connect with this person. And through the act of sex, we glue together. And that's what we share, which is an intimate, you know, bonding. And, and, and we're not supposed to stay in this um, immature space of let's just think about sex with a thousand different people till we're 50. I mean, that's a very immature, if you're still in that mindset, like at a later age, you're like mm-hmm. still, in my opinion, like a little bit living in a, an immaturity. For sure. Like when I hear people who are just like, you know, doing casual sex and they're in their like 30s, 40s, <laughs> 60s, and they sound like they're straight out of high school still. I'm yeah. like, really? I'm like, dude, you need therapy at this age. Like that's what that feels like to me. Like, you no, seriously, I'm like, dishes. can I help you? Can I help you? Can we sit and talk for a second? Yeah, like, I want to help them. I'm out. I'll give you a card for a therapist. No, it's fine. Yeah, go get um, therapy because you have some voids you're trying to fill with a lot of pussy. And that's... <laughs> That's what it is, dude. You're not going to find it in her vagina. I mean, some people think that the Holy Grail is the vagina and they're going to find it there, but like, man, no, no, no. it's, it's like really not, you know, that's the whole thing. Like you get, you get together with the person and you find someone that you actually love and you know, you have good sex because you love each other. And then what you're supposed to do is build something deeper within society and as, um, and in the world, you know, hopefully you guys like do good deeds in the world and stuff and not just stay in this like immature space um because if you're constantly thinking of like who am I gonna get sex from next Ooh, who am I gonna date next yeah you know that's such a self it's like a very selfish kind of way to look at people yeah. um and a lot of people are do stay in that space you know where they just they and and that that comes with the danger I think to warn about men and women too um, when they're leading with sex, like, like you said, you don't know who you're bringing in. So, so when you do sleep with someone so soon, or you are leading with your sexuality, you are going to have a lot of people and in- come into your life, which are, could be very damaging to your soul and to your heart. And 
you probably aren't going to use like the best discernment with your with your head yeah and and you're you know you're just leading with with your sexuality and uh it's going to be very easy for people to see that in you and and if you're so so open they 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 can become abusive to you emotionally oh phys- for sure. physically and and here's the thing that i find too when we get into these kind of relationships where we're literally like lose our mind and we're obsessive and we're like, why can't I leave him? Oh my God. You know, it's like, it's this crazy love story and no matter what I'm trying to leave. And then all of a sudden we're like brought back together and suddenly we're just, you know, having hot, passionate sex. And I, Oh, I feel so nuts because I left him. And then all of a sudden we're back together and you know, that kind of shit. Soul tie. Yes. But the, the mistake people make they assume if they are in an obsessive relationship where they can't start stop thinking about a person and they're continuously drawn to that, that this is a soulmate or a twin flame or some of that shit. That shit is real, though. That stuff is real. Look, I'm not saying it's not real, but let's, yeah. get, let's not get it twisted here. If you're obsessed and you're confused and you have one foot out the door because you know this is toxic, but you keep coming back. A, a God-centered relationship, a relationship that yeah. is meant for you is not at all confusing. It just flows. It should, it should flow. And, 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 you know, the thing, it, you know, we all, we all want to be somewhat, um, you know, oh, I love this person. I still want them to be with me. So we, we can get a little bit maybe obsessive over it. And, you know, we, we want to be with that person so bad. But, you know, the true love is, is, letting that, is letting that person have a choice to love you back and, and them allowing you that space to make that choice to love you as well if you're miserable in a relationship but you're coming back because for some weird reason you can't leave each other that's that's not that's not a healthy relationship and I can guarantee this I can guarantee this that if you were dating somebody and you didn't sleep with them yet and you spent the same amount of time with that person as you did with someone you slept with and all of a sudden you realize this relationship is missing some key points where I know I don't want to commit for the long haul. Maybe I don't want to marry this person. I don't want to move in with this person. If you didn't sleep with them, much easier to leave. I'm telling you, it becomes a conversation where you're like, you know, I just don't see a future. You might miss them for a day or two and then you just move on. Once you add sex to it, people just keep coming back. They're like, I know <laughs> this is not my future, but, and then they're justifying like, the 30% that's good. And they're like, well, I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm too picky. Maybe it, it's, too- it's called, it's called the devil D. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it's called, it's called the devil D. The devil D. <laughs> okay. I'm like, just listen, just drop the D word. All right. I'm saying it's, it's, called, the the devil. Okay, it's, called, it's called the devil dick. <laughs> it is. The devil dick. No, it's, it's like they come back, you know, like stay away with your devil dick. <laughs> keep it away from me yeah. no seriously I want none um, of that now I'm like no. keep your devil dick and you leave that over there you want some of this bring me a fucking ring <laughs> no seriously or like okay maybe not a ring right away but I'm not I, saying right away but like bring me something of substance I'm not yeah. doing this I'm not I mean, doing shit but that's that's where the expectation thing comes in and that's what we're saying is like a lot of people are just <laughs> accepting these casual relationships because I think it does stem from worthiness and it does stem from like lack of self-love and within themselves and maybe how they were taught about relationships or um, the families they were brought up in. Maybe they weren't taught about sex and sexuality and how to express that in in their own life um, or how to channel that energy that they have into their own creativity. 
And uh, yeah, a lot of people, like you said, they'll go back to these relationships, which are unhealthy because of, of the sex and the sexuality. And then what that does is it keeps you, it, what that does though, it doesn't just keep you attached to a toxic person. It keeps you off of your own divine plan and it Absolutely. keeps you off your path. So Absolutely. when you get into these toxic relationships and you're staying with these people who are in your highest good, they're, they're debasing you and they're keeping you from your potential. And that's the worst part. hundred um, percent. And here's what I, what I also noticed too, that when do these kind of relationships typically come along? And I have found that they come along when you are at your most vulnerable. And yeah. that's why I posted that thing on Facebook that, which I'm just going to read out loud for whoever isn't on my Facebook, because I think it's very important that when we are at this phase in life that we are not getting into relationships because this is when we attract messy, messy crap. Um, so why is it taking me forever to find this thing? Sweet Jesus. No, I can't find it. Sweet. Oh, here we go. So remember I put this post. If you're hurting, you should, you should be healing, not dating. So mm-hmm. when you're healing, you are not in a position to date. When you are not over an ex, you are not in a position to date. When you are mm-hmm. alone, you are not in a position to date. When you are separating, you are not in a position to date. When you are in the midst of dealing with heavy life-altering shit, you are not in the position to date. There are times that solitude is necessary, and these are some of them. Some of them. Do the work. Do the healing. Now, I can tell you from my experience, when I was in relationships, when I wasn't ready, And there were times that I needed to be alone, but I was incredibly vulnerable and I dove into a relationship because it was my soft place to land. And it was, someone was there who was willing to give me the love and whatever I felt that I needed at that time. Mm -hmm. And I embraced it with absolute open arms. However, I absolutely knew deep down inside that what I needed was to be alone. I needed to heal. And because I didn't heal and I didn't have time to fully be alone. I was vulnerable to attract low vibration relationships because I was in a low vibration stage yeah. of my life. If you're yeah. not whole and you're not healed, you're coming out of a relationship or a marriage or you're in a really dark fucking place. And mm. all of a sudden some guy comes in and he's like, Oh, Hey honey, I want to show you all the love in the world. He's not going to show you all love in the world. He's there with his devil dick. He's there with he's there. He's pulling out that devil dick on you. He's showing up the devil dick, and you're gonna gonna romanticize and be like, "Oh my god, so in love!" Prince Charm. He's Prince Charming. No, it ain't Prince Charming. On the horse. It ain't Prince Charming. It's and it's in that becomes where you are incredibly vulnerable. And the scary part is, and I tell this to all my female friends who are in a vulnerable place, and I say, which women are more than men most of the time. Well, listen. We Not are always, we, but mostly. Yes, hundred percent. Because also, mm. we have a lot of shit going on, and we are constantly having to be careful for you know to not be assaulted, raped, whatever. Like we're we're. I was know, followed. I was followed last summer into my apartment by a man, and yeah, and this, people still wanted people still want to diminish the fact that women you know don't get assaulted and stuff like that. And yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot. I was also followed. Um, when I was running outside by a man in his car, he pulled over and tried, it was like, do you want to ride? Yeah. You know, all these and situations. Is, and these are just strangers. Strangers. And then we're letting yep. people into our lives, into our, our, you know, our most sacred space when we are vulnerable. And we and don't even we, know them. What, we what don't you find, know them. You find them like on a dating website and they're like, hey, baby, um, 
why don't you come freaking here and I'll show you my devil dick. And, you know, that's, and then all the, you know, you're in a vulnerable state and a woman will think that this is like love. Oh, someone's showing me love or showing me attention. And yeah. no, if you're in that vulnerable space, you're not going to catch that. You're not going to see the, the truth. You trigger. don't see it. You, when you're vulnerable and you're, you're in the low, you miss the red flags. You miss the red flags and and the manipulation and the trickery because yeah. a lot of people will manipulate and play trickery on you in order to get what they want from you in life. Yeah. Not everyone, but there are lots of people. That's the way a lot of you know society, unfortunately, people can be in in relationships is that they think with what can I get from this person, not like oh let's form formulate something cool together. It's like what can I get from this person because I see that they're in this space where you know they might be vulnerable. And people smell it out on you. Oh my God. Yeah. They Look, smell we, it. We, we, you know, we all have energy that we yeah. are putting out. You don't yeah. have to say a single word. If you are in a place of vulnerability and there's a it. void there, it's like a vacuum. So something's missing. Guess what's going to come. So when you're, you've got something that you're trying to fill the wrong way. Oh, they're going to show up. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a toxic relationship that you're like, whoa, how did I get here? And when you've done the work and you've done the healing, you're going to look back and think, oh my God, what was I thinking? How many girls and guys have looked back and think, what did I say? Like, why person? was I with that person? Yeah, yeah. You look back and you say there was no resonance at all with us. We had nothing in common. You know, I just thought maybe there wasn't a higher level soulmate for me out there. So maybe I should just settle by now or like find someone and then, or you're lonely. Because you're lonely. lonely. Oh, but, yeah, well, lonely. I mean, American society, it's easy to become lonely if you don't create your own community or get involved with certain things. And um, if you're not married and if, you know, if you're not, not in partnership, it's, it's easy to fall for these kind of people that will promise you things that aren't even true. And that's and that's that's the um, this is another another thing I want to discuss is is talking, talking people's pants off the talk. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, words, words, people use words, people use big words, people use the word that love, um, I see a future with you, I see a marriage with you, this and that, because uh, also, again, for sex, not everyone is genuine when they are saying these things to you in, in the spaces of intimacy and when they're with you, especially when someone says these things right away to you, you know, so soon. Um, that's, again, with the whole, if you're in a vulnerable state, and you're someone is bringing a lot of words to you yeah is to be cautious of that and um yeah there's there's just so many avenues that we could go with this but I think that with you and I we're really creating a space and discussing this for people that really do want to find love and real par real partnership and they don't know they're, they're not going about it the right way because nobody taught them. No one, no one mentored them. No one said, Hey, like, listen, your body is special. You, you know, your, your energy is sacred and you know, you have to really be confident and love yourself. Otherwise people can attach themselves to you and come into your life and you just gave part of yourself away. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to deal with when you've been through that. Well, I think one of the big things that I notice a lot of people say when, you know, I put out the question on Facebook is, you know, what people thought of casual sex and if they found it detrimental and, you know, a lot of people are saying it's like they're looking for connection or, you know, it's, it's a bonding thing. And it's, you know, if you're lonely, it's, and I, and I just think to myself, listen, 
if you're lonely, that is not, you're not meant to go and dive into someone else to feel that. Now, in saying that, obviously, you know, humans are social creatures. We have friends, we have family, we need interdependent. We, it, and that's healthy. It is healthy. Yeah. But I don't want to know someone wants to be with me because they're lonely or they think I'm the solution or I'm going to be the void filler. Because to me, that's using. And a real mm-hmm. healthy relationship that's truly love-based has nothing to do with using. You're whole on your own. I'm whole on my own. And together, we are two dynamic people who don't need each other, but we complement each other and we want to be in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, when somebody feels they need you, when you leave, they lose their fucking mind or you lose your mind when they leave. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you know, the love of my life left me and what am I going to do? And I'm thinking, why would you attach so much worth into that person? You put your worth inside that person because you weren't whole to begin with. So you Mm -hmm. have this whole, this person comes and gives something to you. They make you feel loved. And guess what? When they leave, they left that, they left and took it with them. That is why you are like, lusting after them longing for them i'm not longing for my relationship that ended when i was whole to begin with you took nothing with you i will miss you but i'm gra- i'm grateful for the experience and i've moved on because it wasn't right for me when i'm using you to fill something mm. you take it with you and then i'm looking at you like my happiness left with him because i thought he was the root of my happiness well, that's, so, all the, that's all the spiritual work that you have to get to that point where you're just, where true. you, you realize that we all, we all come into this world as a whole person. We, I mean, you're a fucking whole person. Everyone is, but then we get tripped up by, you know, What's that movie, think- Tom Cruise, you complete me or whatever it was. What's that famous line that he said? Oh, you complete me. Yeah. Well, but the, the, the thing is, is that the Bullshit. masculine and feminine, there's not that they complete each other. It's just that Bullshit. they, they can, <laughs> if, if you're both in your higher, whatever, being or whatever you are yeah you could do more better work in the world within yourselves for sure and compliment each other um yeah. but to say that you're not a complete person I mean a lot of us have to do work in order to fulfill ourselves and to get to that point where we love ourselves that, that takes a lot of work because we you know we, we come into the world feeling love and whole and then things happen to us and then we get to to those spaces where we don't feel so um like ourselves anymore because of trauma um, so that takes work to get back there, but to say that, um, love is the only way to do that is not true from another person. Uh, however, I think that it is really important, um, for a lot of people to find, um, a relationship and, and to have that, but, you know, you can't really have a healthy one when you're, when you're coming from a space that is still toxic. It's not going to Well, that's good. the thing. And I think this is, that's, I think that's the point that I, you know, the main point I wanted to touch on is that, you know, soul ties exist. We, we are energetic people. We exchange energy all the time. There are a lot of scientific studies to now show this, that uh, we literally are absorbing other people's energy, you know, look at, look into, you know, energy vampires, you're around some people. And when they leave, you're fucking depleted. You're like, holy yeah. shit, I can't be around that person. They just take, take, take from me. Why am I exhausted? Now imagine that on even a person who you're sleeping with. Like they're, they're soul suckers. They're taking from it you. Takes, I, I read this, I read this about, um, it's about cheats, like cheat stealing. You know, like when, right. when you're a woman, you had, you had, and you're with a man that didn't really love you, but he's someone that is, is very depleted in his energy and what he's doing in his life. He'll come to, to a woman and sleep with her to get her chi, to get her energy, Absolutely. to boost him up. 
I can feel that too. I have, I feel those people. Right? You can feel like water, but hello everyone. I'm just Hi. peeing on this pot. I'm on the toilet right now. It's just okay. everybody, just in case I'm super, super thirsty. I drink oh, a lot girl, of water. Girl, how thirsty are you? Please, you know I'm I mean? so you know thirsty. I mean? <laughs> that's, listen, that's my lovely spring water. I was not peeing. Well, on podcast, everyone no, to only everyone. drink spring water. We don't want fluoride in our water. Okay, I'm just gonna let everybody listen to me drink so they know I really wasn't peeing here. Guys. <laughs> okay, you weren't peeing, I believe you. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. That was my fine beverage of spring water. Oh, so, oh my god! Did you put a slice of lemon in there too? No, I wish. I, wish. I usually drink mineral water, so I'm all out. So this is just my spring water that made a lot of noise. Apologies, apologies, everyone. We're back sorry. to it. Back to it. Back to um, yeah, no, definitely. Energy vampires, you can feel them. Um, and yeah, I, look, I've had people around like that um, where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like, I can't be around this person because it's exhausting. They, like you're drained. Just um, being in the room with them or having a five minute conversation. So imagine like you're actually letting a man or a woman into your life and then you're sleeping <laughs> with them and then and then you're expecting not to have an energy attachment and and for one of the parties to to have to form this with you or to take energy from you um, is is kind of absurd. You know, people don't know this knowledge again because we're 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 not taught this. And then and then we see everything on TV is just being promiscuous and also like um, you know it's like cool to just uh, constantly be sexually out there like that it's like cooler to be out there and to be casual sex and it's like you're, you're it's like it's like we're considered um straight straight edge or whatever um what is that called again I don't even know but it you know it's not like we're prude you know Marquetta you and I are not prude people <laughs> hell no <laughs> we're not prude. Hell okay no. so I think that's the misconception when you're someone that like practices periods of celibacy it's like you're not it's not no. like we're prude no. We, I, I'm we, fully aware of the power that sex has. We're aware of the power of sex. And like when we're going to put that on someone, we want it to be someone we actually love. And it's going to be special. Absolutely. And I don't need you to get hooked to my magic. <laughs> no, I don't want some person getting don't hooked get to Don't get hooked me. to my I magic. I don't no. want some person getting hooked to me that is someone that I do not want in my life. That no. is just not okay. I it's do not exactly. want that. And, want that. and it takes a long time to really know people and to know what they bring to the table. And, um, you know, a lot of people are not open and they're not honest. And then you're finding out that they're not even somebody you really want to be with. I mean, every single one of us looks back and, you know, like I said, you look back and you think, had I known what I know now, I would have never have dated that person. Um, well, it's, it's, and- it's being young, young and naive, you know, like when I was in my younger twenties, like a lot of the men that I was in relationships with, I look back and I was just like, why was I even with this person? Do you know, like, yeah. There were, there was, I wasn't really, I mean, I was always a spiritual person, but I wasn't really um, aware of so, as many things as I am now. Well, people are liars. Like people lie. They, they, most people are not confident enough to put their, put it, it all on the table. You're not, most people aren't like, hello, here's my good, my bad, and the ugly. This <laughs> is who I am. You make a decision if this is going to work for you. Most people just put their best foot forward and they're yeah. selling you. They're trying to sell you their best fucking foot. I want to see your best foot. I want to see your ugly foot. Show me I mean, both. I mean, no one's going to be out on like, you know, the first two conversations I and am. like send you a text message of them on the shitter. Hi, baby. I hope you think I'm sexy. Um, you know, no, you know- no, but I will tell you this. 
Yeah. I get, I let people know my good, my bad, ugly very friggin' early on. First of all, I've worked on my shit enough that I don't think my shit's that fucking bad. So I think, you know, I've worked on my baggage. I'm a decent yep. human being. But you know what? We all have things. That we all have a shadow not. side. We all have a shadow side. So yeah. I will let you know what my shadow side is. And let's see if your shadow side and my shadow side can work together. And if it works together and it's something that you're like, you know what? That's cool. That's fine. That's that's I can absolutely deal with that. Then together you already start the relationship on a on a different level. And it's based in honesty. Most a lot people of people don't don't, aren't that. even aware of their shadow side, though. So they can't say, oh, okay, guess what? Um, I, still have, I still have this issue because my mom was like this when I grew up or my dad yeah. was like this. Or, so true. You know, there's they're so in many- denial of their shit. You know, they're in denial of their shit. And yeah. that comes back to self-awareness, which we touched base on before. Self-awareness is so big. Like, I, I think if there's a game changer for anyone in, to- in terms of figuring out what it is that they want in life, attracting the right things, it's being self-aware. You know your shit you know how to get what you want. Otherwise, you're looking for a treasure without a friggin' map, right? That is my biggest thing. And I think a lot of people, like you said, they don't know what they're bringing to the table. They're going to show you your best. And then all of a sudden, a few months in, you're like, whoa, dude, I didn't know you were into this stuff. or I didn't know you're like this or that's too dysfunctional. And they're looking at you like wide-eyed, like, what? You don't love me? You don't want? No, no, I don't. (laughs) I don't want this. Even if you know someone's shadows and they know yours, there's still going to be triggers that pop up when you're in a relationship with someone anyway. Even when you guys do have, like, whatever, you guys are very compatible and loving, there still will be triggers that will have to be dealt with. But um yeah, I, I just think that if you are someone that's more self-aware, that stuff could be passed through way more quickly than if you're, and, and if you are someone someone that's self-aware and that's done work on themselves, it's like really not advisable to be with someone that's not on that path, in my opinion. It's just, it's just For not. sure. It's a dead end. If you're not yeah. willing to acknowledge your shit, you're not willing to work on yourself and you're coming into a relationship with someone who has, you're yeah. wasting her time because eventually she's going to find out what your shit is and you're not working on it. She's out anyways. So absolutely. And that becomes a toxic relationship again, where someone's, you know, filling their void with you. And then all of a sudden you have all this junk, which is, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big believer now of, of, you know, waiting and, and practicing the weight. And that's not, I'm not saying that everybody has to run out and just, you know, never sleep with someone or, or, or wait you forever. You could still snuggle. You could snuggle and kiss. Oh my God, we sound like, we sound like, are you sure this isn't a Christian <laughs> podcast? Because all yes. of a sudden I feel like we've turned very vanilla. It doesn't nothing. matter. Okay, but it, whatever. That, that Those teachings are still very relevant, even if you aren't Christian. I don't, I have nothing against Christians. I actually really like Christians as long, I mean, I just don't really like dogma or religion, but I definitely believe in um, teachings sure. from different religions. Yeah. And it's not, it's not about being vanilla. I mean, it's just like, you don't have to wait till you're married. We're just saying like, really freaking make sure you know someone before you're letting them in your space it's it's like you know you don't have to you could be just being a loving at least a relationship or some sort of commitment um to really I say I, I say this yeah. ask questions so many people so many questions don't ask anything and I'm noticing this and because they're scared to because they're gonna run someone away most people will run the fuck oh, away I don't understand that. To me, it's like, I want to know, I want to know who you are. And I'm yeah. asking a lot of fucking questions. And sometimes people will be like, oh, I want to meet you right away. I want to see if there's physical chemistry. And I'm like, okay, me too. However, I don't want to meet you and realize we have fem- chemistry. And then I stop asking the important questions because now I think you're so hot. And I'm like, you know, losing my mind. I want to get to know you. I want to know what your morals are, what your values are. I want to see if you're in alignment with me. And so many people are not asking questions. And here's the thing, when you ask questions and you listen, 
people will tell you who they are. You just yeah, got to listen and believe them the first time. Because yeah. sometimes we'll hear things about someone. We're like, that doesn't resonate. I'm not really into that. And we keep trying to make it into something it's not. Because so- we're so attracted to the person. We're like, oh, my God, why can't you just be that person? Because, we're, cause you, you can become, because you can become so attracted to someone on a physical level that, that you know, you'll, you'll want them to be that thing. And, yeah, and, I'm and so it, glad. I'm so glad I'm not at that point anymore. Like, no, it, I, no, I don't care at all anymore. What I, what we, what I want you to be. I care who you are. Exactly. And it's so important, and that's the difference. And that's why I can wait. I have no problem waiting. I don't need somebody to fill anything right now because I've done the work. But that required, like, it's been about a year of absolutely being you know, with myself and not really out there dating, not doing much and just doing the work to heal all the stuff and to really learn myself and become self-aware. So now when I say, okay, I'm waiting, I don't know how long I'm going to wait for something great, but I'm willing to, because I don't want to settle because I think the package I'm putting forth is pretty great. So I expect that same in return. I want someone who's done the work as well. I don't want you offloading your baggage on me. I'm tired of being a mother and a therapist in a relationship. (laughs) Oh my God. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your your job. It's not your job. And it's also not the man's job to be your therapist, but I think that's something also to discuss. It's like, you're, you're not each other's therapist, but there will be healing. There will be discussions, healing (laughs) conversations and things that will be done when you're together. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you should still be doing your own individual work outside of, outside of the relationship. And, and, and I'm in that same space too. Like I, um, I've been in, I've been in a bunch of relationships where I felt like I was their therapist and, and they haven't even looked at any of their family dynamic stuff or any things of, of that nature. And I, I've no, I really don't have any interest in being with someone unless they are someone on, um, on a path where they can at least self-reflect in a deeper way. Yeah. I mean, it's important. It's really important. And that work has to be done or else, you know, again, you're attracting low vibration relationships and it'll never, it'll never turn to what you truly want it to be. Um, If, you know, you're accepting just casual from a person that you don't truly know, you don't even know what their values are. Um, And then then you're wasting your time on someone when you could be worrying about, you know, your purpose in life. And if that person's not helping you with your purpose, then they're, or uh, yeah. at, at least very loving, you're, you're really, I just feel like it's just a waste of time. Oh, it's a total waste of time. Time is precious. It's the one thing we don't get back. And I don't want to waste it with something that isn't really, it isn't everything. I don't need it because I am whole on my own. Now that took work. You know, so when people say I'm lonely or I'm tired of being lonely or I just want companionship, become your own best friend as corny as that friggin' sounds. I love my own company. I can potter around my house all weekend. I'm the most interesting person I know. <laughs> that probably sounds really bad. But, no. um, you know, in a way, it's like I've gotten to that point where I, I don't need somebody, you know, and it's I want somebody, but I don't need them you know, and that's Mm -hmm. important. And then you're able to then I think attract something healthier and you're able to see it from a mile away if it isn't healthy when you are healthy. Yeah. Because like, again, when you're, when you're lonely or you're vulnerable or you came out of a bad relationship, then that's when there is that potential to dive into something deep with someone that you don't really, don't really know because you're just, you just want that excitement. You want that newness, which is, which is cool. You know, you, everyone wants connection, but, um, 
you could still have friends and you could still, still take things slowly with people. And I think when people just like jump into a relationship or sex right away without um, feelings, um, uh, you know, without really discerning with themselves, they're going to get into trouble. And um, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. I think it's just from what we've learned. And I think that a lot of people are going to have to learn their own lessons too. Cause I think this kind of wisdom comes from experience and comes from our own, our own paths of development. You know, I think once you're more, uh, once you're a little bit older and you've developed in your maturity, you, you see things a lot differently. I think too, um, when you, when you find yourself in a situation where you're like, I'm in something toxic and this isn't who I am. Oh yeah. And yep. that was an eye opener for me. And also, you know, attracting people that were maybe not on what I needed them to be. And it became, it wasn't good for me. Or they pretend to be something and they're not. Well, again, and that comes from not being in a good place and not being strong. Like, I think if you're, if you've never experienced, you know, maybe a toxic relationship or an obsessive relationship or a relationship where you want to leave, but for some reason, like you experience these soul ties and it's hard to cut each other off. then maybe those people are like, well, you know, casual sex hasn't been a problem for me. Once you've experienced that kind of dysfunction where you genuinely want to move on and that person's not moving on or you're not able to move on, you realize the consequences of that interaction. And it's not as easy as just saying I'm moving on. Now, one more thing I wanted to touch base on is because people love science. And this is obviously we're talking about, you know, kind of a spiritual side to this and our and, and, and our own experiences, what we've learned from like energetics and, and you know, our own vulnerabilities and what we attract. So there was a a study that was done, and I think it came out last year, um, where scientists have discovered that there's a sizable minority of women that have Y-chromosome gene sequences in their blood. And so Y-chromosomes belongs to men, not women. So that's where the idea came from that women actually store the DNA DNA of all the men they've slept with in their bodies. Scary. and that w- that's kind of like holy shit, right? So you be- so-, so you so you become who you sleep with. Yes, and that's why they said if you don't. And and this was another article I read somewhere else, and I you know I can't fully quote it because I don't remember where I read it. But they were talking about if you don't want to be become like the person you're sleeping with. Like so, if they're a toxic person or they're a negative person, don't yeah. sleep with that person. You are literally taking on board some of their crap. Um, now if it's a positive relationship and the person's amazing and they bring positive things to you and they're in a good place, then that's going to be a different, again, you know, connection that you're having. And at least you're, you're, you're with somebody who has something to offer that is positive. But most of the time people, people have a lot of shit going on. Um, Now, you know, the study, like they try to kind of dispute it a little bit because there's, you know, lots to be said about whether or not that fully makes sense. Um, one of the studies that they did, which they absolutely proved, was on in, in animals more. So it was actually in fruit flies. So the scientists of the University of New South Wales, they discovered that fruit flies, at least the size of the young, was uh, determined by the size of the first male the mother mated with rather than the second male that, that actually sired the offspring. Wow. So they have found in animals that even if the, the fruit fly had slept with, you know, however many fruit flies beforehand, she's taking the DNA from them and it's, it is actually changing the, the, her offspring based on them, not just the one who sired the offspring, which is crazy. So 
there's not enough studies done on it yet um, to, pers- to say absolutely this is happening in, in humans, but they are starting to find it. Now, when they found the um, Y chromosomes in women's blood, they had to look at where did this come from? So, mm-hmm. you know, some people said, well, maybe it's coming from, um, you know, if she was pregnant and she was pregnant with a boy, then that DNA stayed in there. If she miscarried and it happened to be a boy, then that stayed in there. But they noticed, too, that some of these women... I hear like crunching. What are you doing? <laughs> Actually, I have one of those. Um... Are you on the toilet? <laughs> no, no, I'm not on the shitter right now. I have like a one of those medicine rolly ball things that I'm using. I can on totally my... hear it. It's so on my fun. foot. It's like massaging my foot right now. Do you like that? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Do you like Between that? my my background noise, like and background noise. So just quickly <laughs> with that, I wanted to wrap that up with saying. Um, you know, so they're noticing that some of these women who had the Y chromosomes, they've never been pregnant mm-hmm. or if they were, they never had boys. So they're saying, where did this come from? And that's where the theory came in that this is the DNA of people she slept with. And I was like, you. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine, imagine if someone's been with like, I don't even know, lots A of different lot people. A lot of people have been oh. with lots of people. Oh, my God. You're taking in all of that that their, dna and yeah energetic like, blueprint and stuff like that into your own body i don't even want to remember let alone carrying their dna <laughs> life like health can they know like i you know um and and it's possible this is not the case there's got to be further studies on it but you know it was interesting um i think it's called uh telogeny um it was first proposed by aristotle and he claimed that offsprings can inherit genes from the mother's previous sexual partners Um, so it's been around for a long time. They've been talking about it for a long time and they're looking at the studies now and they're showing it in animal studies and it's showing up in some human studies that women carry the DNA of past partners. And, um, so hence, I think that's some more evidence towards what we're talking about soul ties and why maybe it's harder to shake someone out of your system. So it's multifaceted. It's spiritual. It's physical. It's mental. It's emotional. I don't know. Can that be casual? Can we call sex casual when it's, doing so no it's, it's really it's really not I think that's the misconception that everyone has in our society in our culture and that's why so many people end up becoming brokenhearted and hurt um is because they are having casual sex in hopes of looking for love and something deeper and I think that when they realize it's not something so casual maybe they will go about relationships in a different way and formulating relationships differently I think we're gonna have you know there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna say I don't agree and to those people, I would say, ask yourself some deeper questions, because I find yeah. a lot of people who are completely dismissive about the power of sex and what it can do to you in on a spiritual, emotional and mental level that maybe you're not fully aware of is um, because you're not sitting with yourself. You're not you're not meditating and asking yourself deeper questions. You're not saying, you know, why am I doing this? Why is it OK that I am letting people into my body and having a sacred connection with someone who mm. I don't even know his last name exactly ask yourself it's not it's not it's not it's not good it's it's not good for many people it's it's really not and I, yeah exactly I don't think they're really sitting and questioning it I think they're just you know being unconscious about it and going about their life and having fun you know a lot of people just want to have fun sure and we're all allowed to have fun hell I want to have fun but you know not 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 in the way where I'm gonna well I can formulate. I can tell you this like I've never been that's never been my path. And again, you know, neither, no judgment, but I do know people and I've had conversations with people who absolutely have had a lot of partners and a lot of casual sex. Mm-hmm. And most of them at the end of the day 
did not feel very good about it. And these are men as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of them attach shame with it yeah. later on in life. Um, they don't, they don't want, you know, once upon a time men were, you know, especially for men, they're bragging about their conquests, how many girls they banged and, you know, yeah. I had orgies and threesomes and whatever. And they're, and it was, it was okay because in society, it's okay for men to do that. You're supposed to try that. You're supposed to sow your wild oats. But here's the thing. When you get a little bit older and you're maybe finding somebody you want to settle down with and she's asking you questions. She's like, not going to like it. No, she's turned she's off. Not gonna, she's yes. not going to like it. Sorry, you're, but most women aren't going to like that. Most women don't. And I mean, no. some will be like, oh, okay. But even, the, even my friends who are a little bit more casual about it, they have said to me, they're like, I don't like the fact that he's done so many things. I don't like the fact that he's been with so many people. So he gets put in the category, guess what? He gets put in the category of I'm just using him for sex. He no longer is, even to the woman who wants casual sex. Isn't it that double standard where it's like men can do it, but women can't? It's a whole double standard again, but it's like really, honestly, it's not good for men or women because men, men take on the same energies, even though you know, they're not the receiver, they're the giver. So it's not as intense because we're being probed. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so at the same time, like maybe, maybe it's not as, in, as intense for them, but if, if you, if you want a marriage partner and you want someone who's going to, you know, dedicate themselves to you and, and be your beloved or whatever. Speaking she, of getting, sorry, finish, but uh, I want to talk about what you got me on probe. So pro- probing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah she she's she's not she's probably not gonna like the fact that you're with a hundred people or more like it's it's gonna in her mind create the the distrust of your masculinity because she's gonna think he doesn't have any sort of control over his sexuality if he he didn't for years if he didn't for i didn't have any control of his sexuality for 10 years why all of a sudden he is he going to partner with me and all of a sudden him going to be a trustworthy person that's not going to be looking at every you know, right. boob and boob around the corner. And maybe your dudes, your mates are like, well, yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, you banged her and you slept with 500 girls. It's so fucking cool. But the girls, we're all looking at you like a man whore. Like, yeah, I like, mean, we still judge. We, we do. We do judge. We, we, women we do judge, judge men in the same judge. in the same you're, right. We do. You're a man whore. And, uh, and we don't we don't see you. We don't see you as someone we would dedicate ourselves to at all. I would. Yeah, we, most many times uh, a lot of women are not putting that guy in marriage category. No. And men um, think that they can still, and a lot of men are just like, "Oh, I'm ready to still." And and maybe maybe they will. Maybe they'll find someone who's a little bit more naive to to, to their past, or, or doesn't something. care too. She's been promiscuous as well, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of women who who put that. And I know. And again, I'm speaking from you know experiences with my friends who are into casual sex, and then they are looking at that guy, and he's like, you know, he's okay just for sex, but I would never marry him. I know too much of what he's been into. It's not a turn on for women to know that he's put his dick everywhere. It's just not. I don't even, I mean, I, I don't even want to date or hang out with you probably, but it's okay. And um, really, how many men at the end of the day also want to be with a woman who slept with a lot of, a lot of men? They, they don't. don't. So a lot no, of they don't. Lie because they, they wouldn't right? trust, they wouldn't trust her either. You know, yeah. like, why would you trust? And guys I mean, always say, I'm never bringing home the girl, the girl that I met at the bar and fucked that night. I'm not bringing her home. Yeah, but it's like, look at yourself. Look in the mirror. Who are you being? If, you, if you're that guy still going out there, going to the bar, trying to bang a girl, do you really think that someone who's genuine and wants like a, a real relationship is going to dedicate themselves to you? No. So, no. So, no. You, so you do attract who you are in a very big sense. Absolutely. And, and you're going to, you're not going to attract the, the, the good woman. You know, if, if you are someone that still is being led by, by sex, she's just going to think that you have no control over yourself. And she's going to think that you have nothing more going on in your life. Like, and you know, ultimately too, the trust part comes in, you know, in order to have a really good intimate connection with someone is trust. 
If yeah. a woman thinks that you're just with everyone all the time and your standards are pretty low, if you've slept with a lot of people, you have low standards. Very low standards. So we're yeah. just assuming, like, can I trust you? And what makes me different? What makes me special? Like, how do I, just- how do I know one day, you know, I'm, cook- I'm cooking dinner or something and you're not, you're not like, uh, going around to some diner for, like, 10 minutes after work and banging Susie. Susie, the bartender. Right. Or you get in a, <laughs> you get in an argument and he goes to the bar and he's like, screw this. I'm going to screw Susie, the bartender, because yes. that's how I've dealt with it in my past. So any woman who wants some something serious enough substance, she's going to be on alert with that. Um, so, yeah, it is detrimental to men, too. And that is a conversation that is not being had with boys, with teenagers and with men in general. You know, like just because you can fuck a lot of women and your friends thinks it thinks it's cool and there's an aspect of society you know um allows it and there's you know go like you're allowed to do it you're allowed to do it society doesn't frown on it but we do we are frowning on it we're just not talking about it well yeah i mean i don't think anyone at the end of the day if you if you are someone looking looking for uh love wants to you know, we, we want trust and we want to establish that. And a lot of our, and a lot of our trust in our lives have been broken in so many ways, you know, as far as like, um, sorry, go ahead. Like in general, like trust is a hard thing to have with someone. And so when it has been broken in the past, you're not going to look for a partner that is, is already bringing a lot of that stuff to the table, which seems, you know, like it's going to be a very hard situation to put your heart into. Yeah, you're not going to come home and call up your girlfriends and be like, holy shit, Adriana, I just met this amazing guy. And let me just tell you, he's got <laughs> so much experience. He has fucked so many girls. <laughs> he brought out that devil dick. He whipped out that devil dick to like and, hundreds and, of women. And you'd be like, and, and you're going to say to me, marry that man. Mar-, you're going to be like, really? Oh, <laughs> you know, like, that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, if uh, and. No one's really talking about that either. No one's talking about that. It's just expected that it's okay. Dudes go out and sleep with as many people as you want. Um, and, you know, you're, it's, it's all good. But uh, it's not. No, no. Like, again, same thing. It's not, it's not really good for men and, and or women. And, yeah, like I said, maybe some people who are more casual, they'll end up with someone who also thinks that way about it, which is fine if, if they, they, they're, on that, they're on that level. But for people who you know, see sex as sacred. Um, it's slim pickings over here. It's <laughs> well, society nowadays, because everyone's just, it's so, like we said in the first podcast, it's like really easy to, to sleep around now and, and to have that sort of connection where people don't want the deeper one. And uh, yeah, it is kind of like slim pickings because a lot of people aren't viewing, viewing it in this way, unless they are, you know, somewhat spiritual or religious, I would say probably in those, in those circles, people view sex in this context. But other than that, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. How long have we been blabbing? Oh, my goodness. 110. Uh, 110. 110. Let's finish it at 111. It's 111 now. Okay. So do we, do we cover everything that we want to say? So, I mean, this could go on forever. Sex. Like everything in life. It's so sexy. I, I mean, like, a girl wants to feel sexy, so, man, if you want someone, just, you know, bring in your, bring in your good vibes. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying right now. They don't even um, know what is, what's I, good vibes. I mean, be, just be a good human. 
whatever just like that's a whole other podcast what the hell oh my god I don't, even, I don't even know <laughs> why are you trailing off i said leave it at i'm trailing off i don't know it's 111 i'm hanging okay. up all right i'm hanging up too <laughs> okay bye yeah